Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go, so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. Are you alright, Tony? Yeah, I've just seen God. You did what? I've just seen God. Did you? Yeah. What do you look like? Look like me. How do you mean? It was the double of me. Well, it's written in the Bible, isn't it? God made man in his own image. Yeah, but not any specific man. No, but if you'd have spoken to him, it would have looked like you. But you didn't. I did. And he looked like me. knife would cut your heart instead and release the spirit from within. Stupid fucking white man. There's pieces of information. Like, like as an example, uh, so I asked somebody, well, if the, if the, if the quantum brain is a... If the, if the brain is a quantum device, then is it capable of quantum events? And the answer was no. I go, well, okay, but, but, but then how do we explain remote viewing? And how do we explain knowing what somebody is thinking, feeling, or looking at at an infinite distance? And when I say infinite distance, I say the other side of the planet. What do we say with that? How do we explain that? Do we just say, oh, well, they're, what do we call that, instinct? That's not a very scientific explanation. And it's been my great desire, perhaps because of who I am, to want to find a scientific explanation for so many things. It's not good enough for me to just say, have faith. Have faith is, is in my opinion, it's a weak-minded ideal. It's a powerless ideal, because then you get to have somebody else in charge telling you what to have faith in, and you're supposed to believe it. Is it not better to be a personal scientist and say, well, I'm going to take an idea, and I'm going to experiment with it, and take it to the end of its you know, possibilities, and then I'm going to decide whether it's real or not. Most people are not doing that. I so much want, as I want for myself too, maybe this is my wake-up call as well, I so much want myself and everybody else to say, wow, let's go and experiment. Let's push the boundaries. That's the way the human brain works, or a species, or an ecosystem for that matter. And it's also the most basic definition of thought. Neurons exchange lots of signals. The signals can add or subtract from each other, neutralize or cooperate to reach a decision. They follow the basic actions of all nature, cooperation and competition, symbiosis, parasitism, predation. Nerve cells are nodes in the brain and genes are nodes in the genome competing and cooperating to be reproduced in the next generation. Individuals are nodes in a species and species are nodes in an ecosystem. Ecosystems are networks of species cooperating and competing. Pheromones and other chemicals can cross species. Networks can have the same qualities as brains. Human brains are networks of neurons. Creative thinking is possible in any sufficiently complicated functional neural network. We don't have to posit self-awareness, conscious thought, to have an organized network that responds to its environment and issues judgments about what its individual nodes should look like. Look, trees send out chemical signals when they're attacked. 
the signals attract insects that prey on the bugs that attack them. Called the Orkin Man, the concept works at all levels in the ecosystem, in a species, even in a society. All individual creatures are networks of cells. All species are networks of individuals. All ecosystems are networks of species. All interact and communicate with one another to one degree or another through competition, predation, cooperation. All these interactions are similar to neurotransmitters crossing synapses in the brain or ants communicating in a colony. The colony changes its overall behavior based on ant interactions. So do we, based on how our neurons talk to each other. And so does all of nature, from top to bottom. It's all connected.
What was that? Don't worry, it's it's a totally rough cut, and it's just a temp score without I thought you were gonna make a nice little murder picture, but but here you got the worms and the dancing. Did you like it? It's symbolism, Grandpa. And where are the guns? I thought this was supposed to be a shoot 'em up. The guy's a strangler, Grandpa. What am I supposed to do? I want guns. I paid for a movie with guns. <sighs> Ignore that, that's a mistake. Hamlet, War and Peace, Beethoven's Ninth, Guernica. These are works which hold as much emotional resonance today as they did at the time of their creation. What makes a work of art timeless? What qualities must it possess? Yes. Yeah, everything on your list was done by a dead white male. Yeah, I noticed that too. Well, to be clear, they were not yet dead. You're just playing the answer, Patriarchy. Let's face it, the history of art is largely about the implementation of masculinity. Oh, that is such bullshit. It's all part of some Darwinian imperative. Most artists become artists because, quite simply, they have no other way to attract a mate. I hardly think I'm the first to point out that the vast preponderance of artists are, shall we say, physiologically deficient in some way. I'm 16, I'm in 10th grade. I happen to be a boy, in case you can't tell. This is my high school. Let's go. This is my alcove. The school actually gave it to me just for being me. Yeah, it's also where I eat lunch. Yeah, it's also where some of my lady friends like to come and chill with me. Hey, Monica. Yeah. This is Charlie. He's pretty cool. He rolls with me sometimes. Oh, you see, he is kind of cool, but not really that cool. This is the kind of car I'd like to have. 
It's a BMW 320 Little I. Uh, preferably black and a convertible also. Yeah. Although that's my ideal car and probably my first choice, the actual car that I'm most likely to ride in is a little different. It's probably the same car I spent a lot of days in. There she is. sudden there are a lot more white people listening to hip-hop. White girls are starting to rock gold bamboo triangles in their ears, but Diamond D takes off his knuckle ring. Now he wears leather medallions with the continent of Africa on them. People are starting to call him Ali, and one day he pretends he doesn't see me in the hallway. Turning the corner after lunch, all I got was a glimpse of his t-shirt with big bold letters reading, it's a black thing, you don't understand. Red, the black, and the green. 1988, Public Enemy, Jungle Brothers, De La, Louis Farrakhan, Spike Lee, and Big Flavor Flav Clocks around next. The Daisy Age, the Golden Age of hip hop. Street corner table with African medallions, incense, oils, Malcolm X buttons, and intricately woven hats. Locks and braids replacing flat tops and fades. Extensions out, head wraps in. Another passing t shirt reads black by popular demand. I cut out an article in the New York Times. Professor Griff of Public Enemy accused of anti-Semitic antics in an interview. Stash it in a drawer, listen harder, longer. Friends off in college taking black and Puerto Rican studies, learning about the Taino Indians and Marcus Garvey. Me, Hunter College taking the same classes. Midway through semester, course changes to African-American and Latino studies. Next semester, studies of color. My friend Taisha comes over and starts calling every white face on TV a devil. I wonder if she sees little horns busting out of my moose-drenched hair. Not you, she tells me, but a guy on 34th Street with a mic and a black robe says otherwise. He hands her a pamphlet. Sister, watch them, they're sneaking. Looking straight at me. Israelites, it says on the pamphlet. Israelite, Israel, the homeland. I thought I was an Israelite too. I'm confused, someone tell me what's going on here. I read over Taisha's shoulder on the train. All Caucasian descendants of the wicked seed on earth according to the Bible. Regardless of what false nationalities they now go by, they are all one nation. They are all one nation. They are all Edomites. Especially the ones who find fetishes for hamsters. Forget Charles. 
stick in your mouth I'll rock that pagan like Megan And leave Oliver twisted like he's been breaking My flow's tighter than Scrooge's I see us gas, see us Lewis Mess him up and I leave him toothless Cause he be lying about which wardrobe is Narnia I open my wardrobe, I just see dodgy Armani And Adidas, like Paddy Ash You ain't down The stories don't be jack around my part of town The stories don't make sense around my part of town The stories don't mean ish around my part of town Give me an alternative to your normal education Normal education really have a normal mental subjugation Give me some more, more information Ancient African civilization 3,000 years BC meaning before Caucasian Give me some information on those D-E-B-I-L Chasing Freemason looking world domination Through large capitalist business corporations Give me some ghetto topical philosophical chronicles Your comical Cajun tropical lies to my psychological Giving me reality withdrawal symptoms Mass mind pimping Undiluted no proof evil gin drinking Without thinking my third eye is blinking Yeah. 
presence of God and he appears there with great love. Sinners, in our sinfulness, now robe in Christ. He teaches to us. He pleads the power of His blood, the efficacy of His sacrifice. It has been made to deliver us and to save us from our sins. And we are saved eternally by the eternal prayers and the eternal advocacy of Jesus. Like the aggressive style of his young quarterback, but at the same time, I think it's about being smart with the football. But see, here's where the, the cue comes in at. When you sit down and you talk to your children, many of your children out there are hitting Peter on the street right now. You don't know where they are. But see, you know according to the word how to pray and how to ask God, Lord, wherever they are, you keep your hand on them. You bring them in. And when they call home, instead of rebuking them, say, look here, I'm praying for you. Can we have a prayer right now? And I tell you the truth, if you would lead by an example, lead by example, don't be so caught up in doing a lot of talk. Because see, all we find in the world today is a lot of talk. Let 80 percent, 90 percent of your time being doing, and maybe five to ten percent being on talking. So I'm gonna turn it over right now. Lord have mercy. Excellent. They did a good job. Many of the young in the mortar. Once you take yourself back to that place, you close your eyes and go to that spot. And look again up at those fleecy clouds. And go there. Go there. Pick one. And go there. And go there. What's it like there in the church? Endless and nasty competition. Too much to learn, too much bandwidth crowding the channels of things. We can't listen faster. We're left standing on our tiptoes all the time. For what goes in your body? Is included in the prayer of our divine Savior.
behind the door and locking the door and not coming out. Go out, you cheapies, and buy a bunch of candy and give the kids to some little candy. There's nothing as sad as a little kid coming to a door and no one's there to greet them. AM 107 I think what makes this program more successful is the customization aspect. We're so, we're so uh, interested in American Idol. We're so interested in Brad and uh, Angelina's baby and Madonna's new baby. There's a crisis in Oh, he's not right. A crisis? Whoa, that's really critical stuff. And this is what America We have a, a vision of reality that we do get through news, which is in sense is, is in some senses more distorted than the, than the reality that we get through watching um, drama on television. Uh, but that's what America cares about. The food is And they're so stunned. Look at the Ignition sequence started. All engines are started. We have ignition. Two, one, zero. We have a liftoff. We have a liftoff, and it's lighting up the area. It's just like daylight here at Kennedy Space Center. Night is turned to day as the Space Shuttle Challenger ascends from Florida's Cape Canaveral. In but a few minutes, it will be high above the planet, sailing the seas of outer space. Challenger carries researchers into Earth orbit in an unprecedented era of discovery. Uh, for some years now, the astronaut crews have brought back photos of the ocean from space, and which sort of captures small areas. But when you come up here, you see that all those small areas and all that dynamics are all interrelated. And for example, uh, the whole, literally the whole of the Mediterranean is just one vast eddy field that spiral eddies all the way. And from this altitude, you can look down the Mediterranean and see the interconnections. And uh, we, we're tending to see this sort of thing all the way around the world. And as I say, the, probably the best way of describing it is integrating the pieces of knowledge we've had into one big picture of the area.
evil has a face in the world today? It's the person who resents you because you don't buy into the insane parochial crap of his ethnic group? You're oppressing me beyond all reason. Watch me die now. Kaboom. That's it. And it puts people into a panic stampede, that activity. It's a thing with legs. It could stalk us for decades if we didn't get a handle on it. But you know, the cure for the panic stampede of the moment is historical perspective. That's how you stop stampeding. Because time passes, you know? You come to yourself, you say, wait a minute, this, this voodoo curse you put on me that I feared so drastically, it's a patchwork of faith-based bullshit. This supernatural scheme you hot-wired together, it's coming apart in public like a cheap paper pinata. You imagined you were hammering the world into your own shape, but you weren't really. You were hammering the electoral districts of Texas into shape. But, as the American poet said, the old anvil laughs at many broken hammers.
scientist, I mean, science is an extrapolation of what we perceive through our senses, isn't it? And some people have a sense of God. Uh, we know that the brain is a very, very complicated thing. We know that it's capable of simulation. All the, it does it all, all the time. It, it, it simulates the world. Simulating a God, simulating a, a vision, simulating a still small voice would be child's play to a computer of that sophistication. Um, if you're the kind of person who says, I don't care what's true, all I want to hear is what's comforting, I just want to be told the good news, I don't want to be told anything about what's true, then you're welcome to it. But I don't believe you're that kind of person, and I, I don't think you would respect anybody who was. Well, as, as they would doubtless say on some sort of American chat show, so what gets you through the night then? <laughs> um, the same things as get, get most people through the night. I mean, um, love of human fellowship, um, of love of nature, love of art, love of the world, love of life, love of science, um, uh, love of children, love of music, all the things that everybody else has. And you're comfortable with that? I am comfortable with that, but even if I wasn't, it wouldn't change what I believe, because I'm, I don't believe we're put here to be comfortable. In Britain, there is a disdain for science. They, group, they put science and technology together into the same basket, and it is kind of menial. It, you know, if you are trying to understand how something works, it's like being a plumber, right? The real essence of being a, an advanced human being is to listen to music, or to go to a play, or to think about philosophical issues. It's on a different plane. And that means that the politicians, the captains of industry, all these people are scientifically illiterate. They are making all these decisions on which our lives depend on whether we should use nuclear power or not, uh, you know, what the levels of pollution are, are acceptable. And all these decisions which depend on understanding the science, they know no science. Not only do they not know any science, they don't want to know any science. They would consider it demeaning, somehow polluting their ethereal spirit. Isn't that depressing? That is depressing.
I can't help either one of us if you won't give me a chance. You told me once they used illusions as a narcotic. They couldn't even repair the machines left by their ancestors. Is that why they want us? To build a colony of slaves? Stop! Don't you care what they'll do to us? Back in my cage, it seemed for a couple of minutes that our keeper couldn't read my thoughts. Do emotions like hate, keeping hate in your mind, does that block off our mind from them? Yes. They can't read through primitive emotions. But you can't keep it up for long enough. I've tried. They keep at you and at you year after year, tricking and punishing. And they want They own me. Lost in a cloud of hippie psychobabble. You helped bring me back down to earth. I've rewritten my whole philosophy of life. Found new answers to my questions. Yeah, me too. There's no try. There's only do. That's something I've learned. What do you think? soothing lullaby of a piece of machine. dark or bleak or you get overcome with despair, ask a joy guy to come in. Joy guides like to also get your attention by hiding things. Joy guides like to shift things around and move things and say, I just left my purse there. Now where did it go? I know I had my keys right here. Now they're gone. One of the functions of the joy guides to make you come out of your reverie and be here and pay attention. They show up when you're preoccupied and you're not living in the moment. This sound is not produced by mechanical means. Instead, it originates as a stream of electrons in a vacuum tube. Pink noise is composed of the sounds of the orchestral spectrum appearing entirely at random.
what makes pink noise especially useful for test purposes is that it contains equal sound energy in each of its octave bands and possesses the impulsive character of many musical sounds. We can select any desired portion of pink noise by means of electrical filters and obtain sounds with physical properties not unlike those of musical instruments, but endowed with precisely controlled dimensions.
You've been listening to Desperate Measures. 